Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We have been speaking about the favor of God and in our last episode, uh, we started a mini-series which is uh, about the purpose of the favor of God. The purpose of the favor of God. We discussed uh, uh, three of them. And the first is to place a mark of divine approval on a person. That is basically divine endorsement. The second was uh, that, that the favor of God facilitates the fulfillment of the purposes uh, of his purposes on earth without unnecessary hindrances. The third purpose of favor was that it was to enhance our dependence on God. Enhance our dependence on God. <clears throat> so in today's episode, we continue speaking about the purpose of the favor of God. As we said in the last episode, we said that if purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable, according to the words of Dr. Miles Munro. So in today's episode, we are, adding, we are speaking about three more uh, uh, purposes of favor, three more dimensions of the purpose of the favor of God. Uh, so the fourth purpose of the favor of God is to express his unconditional love. To express his unconditional love. The way a person treats you is an expression of his true nature. The way a person treats you is the expression of his true nature. I'm not just talking about the initial times when people start dating. I'm speaking about... Uh, uh, somebody who knows you and uh, who's comfortable enough to reveal who they are, uh, who, to express themselves. So whether it's a wife or a husband, a friend, a colleague who have been with around for some time, they're not pretending. You see, the way that person treats you reveals their true nature. If they say they love you, it's revealed in their actions, in their words, in the way they, they do a number of things, including even such things as praying for you. So, let us look at what the scriptures say in Romans chapter 8 verse 32 in respect of God. It says, uh, it says that uh, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? graciously give us all things see so speaking about god really pouring out his favor that if he gave us his own son how then will he not give us also other things many other things graciously that's by favor so that expresses remember the point is that the purpose of the favor of god is to express his unconditional love to us so he gave us his son jesus without even us having done anything we did not deserve it but he chose to express his love to us. And we can see this also <clears throat> in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 from uh, verse 1 to 7. This is what the scripture says. It says, uh, As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the way of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. 
like the rest we were by nature objects of wrath so that's the state way in which we are in so from verse 4 it says <clears throat> but because of his great love for us god who is rich in mercy made us alive with christ even when we were dead in transgression it is by grace you have been saved and god raised us up with christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus so you see you see you see that is an expression that God releases grace another the word used in uh, the new testament for for grace and for favor is charis the greek word charis and uh, so he's speaking about here about that by grace by favor we have been saved so God was rich in love and mercy is because of his great love and and his riches of his mercy he gave us the position of sonship through Christ Jesus and we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places eh? so so the thing is that favor expresses god's conditional love to us <clears throat> favor expresses the nature of god to his children because we did not deserve this so it's his riches of his love and his mercy he just, so so that's the purpose of favor to express is that that's the fourth purpose of favor his unconditional love to us the fifth purpose of favor is to distinguish god's children from other persons on earth and in the spiritual realm the fifth purpose of the favor of god is to distinguish his children from other persons on earth and in the spiritual realm that's human beings angels and forces of darkness eh? and other celestial beings so god desires to display his wisdom power authority splendor and glory to non-believers celestial beings for example angels and the spiritual forces of darkness he desires to display all these qualities that he has he does this through his children in order to gain glory for himself is displaying how mighty he is how glorious his authority his wisdom uh, and and expressing himself in ways that they have not seen through us and one of the ways that god does this is by pouring out his favor on kingdom citizens he poured out poured out pours out his favor in kingdom citizens <clears throat> if you read uh, ephesians chapter 3 verse 7 to 11 this is what the scripture says <clears throat> it says uh, uh this is apostle paul writing to the church in ephesus he says i became a servant of this gospel by the gift of god's grace given me through the working of his power although i am less than the least of god's people this grace was given to me to preach to the gentiles the unsearchable riches of christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our lord so he says he says there in verse 10 that his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of god should be made known 
to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. See, so God wants to showcase us as the channels of his wisdom, of his power, of his glory, of his authority, of his favor. So favor is one of the dimensions, uh, the ways in which God uh, distinguishes his children from other persons on earth and even the spiritual realm. And you should smarter to know that angels, uh, <clears throat> as the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, that angels are ministering spirits to those who are going to be heirs of salvation. That is us who are in Christ. We are sons of God. We have the royal family. So God wants to display who we are to the angels and to other heavenly beings and to the forces of darkness and to other human beings. And you have heard this sometimes also the scripture speaking about creation longs to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah. The manifestation of the of the sons of God. See. So 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 the thing is uh the, the, so the thing is is the, the thing is basically that the favor of God is used to distinguish us as his children to all these persons in the natural and spiritual realm. <clears throat> the sixth purpose of favor, which will be the last one, is uh, to neutralize the pride of men before God. To neutralize the, the, the pride of men before God. God pours out his favor on people that he chooses to neutralize the pride of men before him. And let's look at what the scriptures say in James chapter 4, verse 6. The scriptures say this. He says uh, that God opposes. He says that, but he he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He does not just hate pride. He opposes actively. Yeah. So God hates pride and actively fights anyone who is full of it. He can't stand pride an illustration of this from scripture there are various illustrations from scripture like uh, we see uh, Pharaoh when he held the Israelites back uh, and refused to let them go and with his pride God destroyed Pharaoh's army the best of of his uh, soldiers he sunk them into the Red Sea after he had hardened his heart he destroyed him his power we also see Nebuchadnezzar who uh, looked at the way he had seemingly accomplished much in his kingdom and when he was proud, then God's, uh, God uh, he released judgment against him and said that for seven years he was going to go out and become like the wild animals. We also see this case in the case of uh, <coughs> Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon, but now in the case of Sennacherib, <coughs> in the Sennacherib, when he came, the king of Assyria, when they came to attack uh, Israel in the time of Hezekiah, he posted and said, "No, even the Lord could not save Israel." And because of that, God, because of that sense of pride and the mockery, Hezekiah turned, turned to, to to the Lord, and by prophecy, it was said that Israel was going to defeat uh, the uh, king of Assyria and his entire army. And God released an angel who killed 195,000 people. So you can see that. Uh, God hates pride and he crushes anybody who's, who's proud. He crushes the person. He opposes the proud. 
And so if you're being mocked and somebody is expressing pride, turn to God. God will intervene by his mercy because God opposes the pride. We can look at a, a context in the New Testament in which God uh, dealt with pride and that this is the case of King Herod, <clears throat> the same king who had uh, held Peter, in, uh, killed James, the Apostle James, and then held Peter in prison, but the church prayed until Peter was released supernaturally. So the scripture says from uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 19 to 23, it says, uh, <clears throat> Then Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there for a while. He had been quarreling with the people of Tyre and Sidon, they now joined together and sought an audience with him. Having secured the support of Blasters, a trusted personal servant of the king, they asked for peace because they depended on the king's country for their food, for their food supply. <clears throat> on the appointed day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a god, not of a man immediately you see how god reacts swiftly immediately because herod did not give praise to god an angel of the lord struck him struck him down and he was eaten by worms and died you can imagine that herod was praised for doing something with his uh, maybe intellectual prowess his his oratory skills and his his intelligence and his capacity and because he felt proud he felt like he was like a god because that's what some people feel like. And uh, and the people are praising him. You are, you are, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. When he did not return the praise to God, the angel of the Lord struck him. Angels operate at God's command. So God's released the angels to strike him dead. So you see how God hates pride. <clears throat> so, in a, <clears throat> so in addition to God hating pride and actively fighting it, one of the ways in which God fights pride is by exalting the humble. As we said so in James 4, 6, that God opposes the proud and exalts uh, <clears throat> there and, gi and gives grace to the humble. And this is what the scriptures say in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 29. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 29. It says, uh, Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth says this. He says, Brothers, Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. You see, so the scriptures is speaking about the fact that uh, is speaking about the fact that God overlooked the people who are noble of birth, the ones who are influential, the ones who are wise by human standards, and he exalted the lowly things. He chose the lowly things and the despised ones. Why? So that he may nullify the things that are exalted by in, in the natural realm by human beings. And so that no one may boast before him. So 
people can feel that they have accomplished much. They are very educated, high professional qualifications. They have a lot of money. They come from families that are prestigious and uh, have a good name. Or countries that have citizenships that is privileged and other things that exalt them, them that make them seem like they are high, they have done a lot of things including even sometimes even this pride can come from certain kinds of ministers or certain kinds of churches, they feel better than others, so what God will do will overlook them and he will raise people who seem like uh, they don't matter people who are the lowly and exalt them so that no one may boast before him and so you will neutralize the pride. For instance, like in the time of Jesus, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were very proud and they were learned. And they looked upon down upon other people. And when Jesus came, he did not pick his disciples from the Pharisees. God chose not to have Jesus come through the system of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the religious system. He went through fishermen who were unschooled and he raised them and he made them apostles uh, to be leaders, the, the leaders of the, in of the early church, the initial group of uh, uh, believers. And they went to there. They impacted the world that we can feel that up to today. So you see, God picks the lowly, those who are down there, so that uh, he will cause those who he, so that he will nullify the things that are. He will nullify those who feel like they are something, they are something. There are some great people beyond, you know, by human standards. Uh, as we come to the conclusion of this episode, I would like you to uh, to ask yourself this, to reflect on this, that to what extent have you witnessed the purposes of the favor of God mentioned in this episode? To what extent have you exp experienced or witnessed the, purpose, the, the purposes of the favor of God mentioned in this episode being fulfilled in your life. For instance, uh, the expression of God's unconditional love to you by his favor. The, the distinction, your distinction as his child from other persons. Or the neutralization of pride of men. God exalting you even when other people who feel that they are more qualified or better than you rising up. So over, God overlooking them and lifting you up even in their eyes. So you've been blessed by this episode. I would like you to share the same with a friend and subscribe. Uh, you can also share with the family members, colleagues, on your social media platforms, whoever you think may benefit. And I'd also, also like you to give us feedback uh, through the podcast platform from which you are listening to it from uh, or the email address provided in the show notes or any or the social media platform. Uh, uh, platforms provided the contacts provided in the show notes I pray for you that the Lord will continue to give you deeper understanding on this uh, subject of favor especially this issue of the purpose of favor and you will align yourself uh, you will align your prayers with the purpose of the favor of God uh, because the scripture says that uh, if that uh, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that is James chapter 4 verse 3 that you may spend it on your own pleasures. See, so so that's the wrong motive. So the thing is, uh, is uh, having known the purpose of the favor of God, you can go ahead and ask him and allow him to, to express his love to you 
allow him to use the favor of God to clear the way for you to accomplish his purpose for the favor that uh, is that's we are asking for because as believers we have access to the favor of God already in Christ so we have to ask how do we unlock it how do we enter into new dimensions of favor how do we see this favor flowing in our life because you can have a gift that is given you but you you don't you don't you don't experience it for instance like salvation you have to confess your sins and turn away from them and accept Jesus Christ into your life that's what happens that's the, then you will be saved you believe in your heart and confess your sins and you will be saved as you turn around in repentance so it, so there are also keys that help in unlocking this favor that we have been ushered to in Christ and we will discuss that from the next episode may god bless you